0: Again, with the snow, as I record this message, my family is snowed in with three or four foot snow in our driveway, and the wind is still blowing like crazy. I am ready for winter to be over. Anybody else, snow just complicates all the things that I got to do, and that includes in-person church services, so that's why I'm coming to you from the beautiful kitchen studio at the Shockley Homestead. Some of y'all love snow. You know who you are. I know who you are. You love snow. You pray for snow. You're thankful for snow. You think snow is wonderful. Well, God bless you. God bless you and your delusions. I will pray for you. Of course, I wasn't always so jaded for about snow. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, we got snowed out for two solid weeks That was fantastic. That was wonderful. Kids and teachers love snow, or they used to. In the background of where I'm recording this message, I can see my kids' faces, and they're giving me the stink eye because there's no more snow days. There's only virtual days. How very, very sad. Sounds like I'm the lucky one. Now, Back in when my dad was young, he said it snowed every single day. And they still had to walk to school. And it was uphill both ways. Not sure how that works, but that's what he said. And they were barefoot. Yes, my dad grew up during the ice age. And if he was lucky, he could hitch a ride on a mastodon. Uh, I do miss the days when I was excited for snow. I got to go make a snowman. Um, We could go sledding. Have a snowball fight, have adventures, make snow fortresses, and maybe best of all, there was snow ice cream. I don't know if that's something everybody did back then or just us country folks. Snow ice cream, if you don't know, is exactly what it sounds like. It's homemade ice cream made from fresh, clean snow, from some milk and sugar, and you add a little vanilla and you mix it all up and you get something kind of like ice cream. We loved it. Now, where I live now, you can kind of see it out of this window. All the snow is too bright. We are up on a, on a high ridge, and it, the wind blows so much it drifts. So all the snow at our house has blown to us from uh, further to the west, and, and we're surrounded by cow pasture. So we can't be sure how much of those snow particles have traveled to us over a cow paddy. So we don't make a lot of snow ice cream. We've got to be careful where we we pick it. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Jesus. Jesus grew up as a country kid. Did you know that? In Galilee, he experienced all the essentials of what it meant to be a human. He lived on planet Earth. He he knew our struggles. He knew what we dealt with. Even though he is God, he understands what it's like to be man. He's 100% God, 100% man. How can you be 100% of two different things? Well, That's one of the mysteries. We call it the Incarnation. It's pretty amazing. Chances are there is one thing he never got to experience, though. Jesus probably never had snow ice cream. He probably never saw a significant amount of snow. Snow is and continues to be very rare in the Middle East and the Promised Land, except on the very high elevations. Nevertheless, snow is mentioned in the Bible more than 20 times. seems like a good day. To take a look at some of those snow passages in the Bible. Now, most often snow is used as a poetic way to refer to a color, something that is bright white. And that's not always a positive reference. People with the plague of leprosy were described as having skin that was snow white. That was not a compliment. It was a disease. Now, I do kind of get the connection. Personally, I'm starting to view snow as a plague. As a white plague, myself, so snow is referenced directly at least a few times. One of the coolest stories involving snow is uh, one of the mighty warriors of David. Uh, He fought a lion in a pit on a snowy day. Bonus points if you can figure out where that is in the Bible and let me know. So on this snowy day, we're not going to climb down into a pit and fight a lion. We're, we're going to curl up with a mug of something warm and uh, receive something from the Lord. So we're going to look at four passages that refer to snow. And the very first one is Proverbs 25:13. It goes like this. Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Here, snow has a very positive connotation. Uh, a light snow was seen as a rare treat in the normally hot and dry promised land it was seen as a refreshing thing Uh, perhaps we would compare it to that first crisp day of fall when the smell of leaves are in the air it's not really cold it's just a little little crisp and you put on a, a hoodie and it is wonderful well that's how they viewed it king solomon who wrote most of the book of proverbs said that a faithful messenger is like that refreshing snow on this snowy weekend, you could be a faithful messenger. You might find yourself with a little more free time than you normally would. So why not take this opportunity to to be kind of a messenger of God for people? I don't mean to over spiritualize that, but how about you just reach out to someone you haven't heard from in a while? Just check on them. Check on that friend that you keeps telling yourself, "Oh, I need to, I need to message that guy. I need to call them. I need to check on them." Well, go ahead and do that do that today. Share some refreshing encouragement from the Word of God. And you never know what difference you might make with just a few kind words. Um, you know, you guys have really been keeping me going. It's been a while since we've been able to meet in person and, and hearing from you all. Whew, that's made such a difference for me. If you're reaching out to people, you might even get the opportunity to share the most refreshing message of all, the message of Jesus and his love. So let's look at another snow reference. This is Isaiah fifty five, verses ten and eleven. As rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So my word shall so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me, void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. This is Isaiah writing the words of God. In these verses, snow is celebrated as one of the ways God waters the earth and makes the plants grow. Growing up, I remember hearing that a heavy snow was the best way to refill the underground reservoirs of water because it melts slowly and seeps in slowly and it doesn't just run off. In the world in which Jesus lived... It was snowmelt on Mount Hermon in the north that was the beginning of the Jordan River, the famous river where Jesus was baptized, the river that waters the promised land and makes that Jordan River Valley so fertile. Snow, therefore, is connected with growth. In this passage, the Word of God is compared to snow. Just as snow falls and seeps into the earth and creates new growth, so the Word of God seeps into our hearts and helps us grow. The word never returns void. It always accomplishes a purpose. Now on this cold day, I would encourage you to pick up the word of God and and let it go to work on you. I would even suggest an honest to goodness paper Bible you can hold in your hands. I had mine out this morning reading it. And uh, it's not that you can't listen to an app. That's fantastic. Not that you can't read the Bible off your phone. Absolutely. But There's something about having the book in your hands and And I'm one of those guys who uses a highlighter in my Bible. Uh, I know some people don't feel comfortable with that, but uh, for what it's worth, I I do it all the time. And and hopefully no one will disown me because of that. Kind of like snow, the Word of God is beautiful, it is refreshing, but it can touch some unexpectedly sensitive places. The snowball fight is fun until he hits you in the face. Or a handful of snow goes down your collar. That's the worst. The Bible's kind of like that. You know, it's so comforting in much of the passages, yet it will make you uncomfortable, as uncomfortable as snow down the collar of your jacket. The word forces us to deal with some stuff that we don't really want to deal with. It... It forces us to take a good look inside ourselves and, and see the things that need to change and do something about it. Just as you have to strip off those layers to get to that snow that's gotten in your snowsuit, the Word of God will strip away the layers that you put over your heart until it gets at that thing that shouldn't be there and prompts us to make changes. So here's a fun one. This one's a fun little bonus Proverbs 26, 1. Like snow in summer or rain during harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. Snow in the summertime would be out of place, right? Well, Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, said honor is also out of place when it's applied to a foolish person. Now, our society, our culture, has an unfortunate habit of honoring some really foolish behavior, at least for a little while. It's interesting that our society pushes people to the very edge, to the very edge, to the very edge of what is sensible. But as soon as you kind of trip over that edge just a little bit, then you're abandoned and you're, you're called a fool. The principle remains true, though. Here's one of Michael Shockley's principles for life. Put this on your calendar. I've said this many times and I will say it again. If you do dumb things... Dumb things will happen to you. Facts. If you do dumb things, dumb things will happen. I'm not promising you if you do the right thing that it'll be easy, but I will promise you that if you do dumb things, dumb things will happen. Don't let the culture fool you into believing you can play with fire and never get burned. Eventually, bad decisions will catch up with you. And there's some of us who will say, amen to that i mentioned that snow is often used to express color the color the color white Um, and i do want to include at least one of those in this message maybe the most famous passage with a reference to snow is isaiah 118 and i bet some of you could quote this along with me come let us reason together come now come now let us reason together says the lord though your sins are like scarlet they shall be white as wool. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Boy, did I botch all of that. Let me try that over here. I'm going to leave this in the video. You need, to, you need to see this. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. There's nothing quite as brilliantly white and clean looking as snow. Our sin is the opposite. Sin stains us in in a way that can't quite be removed. Maybe some of you parents out there know what it's like to have red Kool-Aid or red uh, juice spilled on a light-colored carpet. You never quite get that stain out. It's always there. But through Jesus, that stain, that seems impossible to remove, the stain of sin on our lives can be removed. Now, it doesn't mean all the earthly consequences will go away. Again, what did we just say? If you do dumb things, dumb things will happen. It does, however, mean we can have complete forgiveness and renewal and cleanliness before God and and hopefully be on a better path that we are less likely to have these kind of issues again. Life in this world has a way of staining our very soul. But Jesus can make us shine like fresh snow. (laughs) When I was a kid, we were always excited for that first big snow. But mom never let us make snow ice cream out of the first snow. She said that first snowfall picked up all the, the pollution or contamination or whatever was in the air. And she made us wait until the second snowfall, which she said was... Clean, at least comparatively speaking. Now, I don't know if that's really the case or or something she just said because we are pestering her so much. Mom, I know you're listening to this message and you deserve many crowns in heaven for putting up with me and my siblings. You probably weren't just trying to, to hush us up, but I couldn't blame you if you did. I do wonder if there is a spiritual application here, though, because the snow and the first snow always looks clean it always appears to be perfectly white and clean but what happens when you jump into that snow pile and you look really close at the snow what you'll see is in amongst the the perfect whiteness of the snow there's lots of little specks of stuff maybe it's dirt maybe it's dust maybe if you live near a cow pasture like me it's something a bit more earthy but it, there is some contamination in it that is not apparent at first. Maybe that's what my mom was concerned about. Now, our attempts to be righteous on our own are kinda like that. We might look clean from a distance, but we really aren't. There's there's nasty little bits hiding just below the surface. You know, you know this envy and and unrighteous anger and unforgiveness and, and, you know, maybe there's some lust there. There's some bitterness there. There's all kinds of things that you don't see from the outside, but it's there. Jesus comes to make us clean even from those hidden things. When we give up on trying to reform ourselves and trust in Jesus, he can begin to really make us truly clean. Something more like that second snowfall my mom would have said that has you know the the pollution has been is not in it you know it's good and safe and clean god's grace it's more refreshing than snow it's sweeter than snow ice cream got a short message today let's just thank let's thank god for his goodness that that comes down on us like snow heavenly father oh we do thank you for your love and your patience with us God, I, I do pray that we'll get through this winter and be able to get to spring and see the new growth that is brought by the snowfall, and I do hope and pray that as a church family we will get be able to get together pretty soon, as um, soon as possible. Next week would be great, Lord. It seems it always snows on the weekends. God, I pray your blessings will be upon everyone receiving this, and may we understand and apply the truths to our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right. Well, hey, that's that's all I got for you. I really do hope to see you in person. Pray that it won't snow next weekend. If you're able to get together with some church folks, you know, I'm snowed in, but you might not be. Maybe you can grab some of your fellow church folks and and just get together with them and enjoy, you know, enjoy the message with them and uh, fellowship as much as you can. It's really important that we do that. Well, God bless you, folks. It's, it's been a pleasure to be with you, even virtually, and we'll see you soon.